Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include my interview with Candor Saranokal on inflection points and a look at existing home sales. Hopefully there's a little less background noise than yesterday. <laughs> One topic of conversation at the MBA Hawaii conference is the quote making the rounds marry the house, date the range, which is a nightmare for capital markets and servicing groups engineering hedging programs. On a larger scale, no central bank wants to engineer a recession, of course, and the press seems consumed with the idea of a recession in 2023 or 2024, which would mean, A, we'll hear about it for another year or two while many lenders are just trying to survive, and B, it would probably lead to lower rates. Household balance sheets are currently still in fine shape. Corporate balance sheets are as well, since many companies that issue debt regularly refinance their outstanding debt during the last few years, lowering their obligations. What isn't as good is the daily operating budgets, especially for companies whose only income is residential lending. The implied year-end Fed funds target is now around 3.60%, 75 basis points higher than what was expected at the end of April. What will that do to your warehouse cost of funds? The U.S. Treasury curve closed inverted last week on Monday, though the 2- and 10-year ended Friday at plus 4 basis points, so not inverted. And if you are in the camp that believes a curve inversion foretells an economic slowdown, you may now start your recession countdown clock. Historically speaking, it takes between 12 and 18 months to pass before inversion to recession. So see how long you can hold your breath. Today's podcast is presented by Candor, AI that puts your underwriting on autopilot. As the only autonomous intelligence in mortgage technology, only Candor's loan engineering system can make complex underwriting decisions with zero human assist. Candor automates both tasks and intellect. Speaking of which, for my interview today, I wanted to welcome back to the show Candor Sarah Nokel to talk about inflection points in the mortgage industry that we are seeing right now. Okay, Sarah. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about inflection points and the mortgage industry right now is facing what some would say is the largest inflection point in its history. Uh, inflection points for a company can, can kind of be things like shakeups in leadership or it can be market driven. Uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about what you're seeing uh, then we'll get into the opportunities for companies to change. So what are, what are we seeing out there right now? All right. Well, um, inflection points and this one in particular is probably as fascinating as it is terrifying. Um, this one is, is a, a chain reaction, actually, of a couple of different things that are going on. Um, if you think of Porter's Five Forces in business, you've got um, competition, new entrants, power of suppliers, power of customers, and threat of substitutes. Well, what the mortgage industry is going through right now started with the power of suppliers. The two things going wrong in supply is the housing supply getting you know shorter and more expensive, and then the finance um, becoming more expensive. Well, now that's having a knock-on effect with the power of customers, making it harder for them to um, get homes and get mortgages, and it's causing them to go looking for substitutes. So they're going to just keep renting where they are, or they're going to stay with the mortgage they have and not move or refinance. 
Um, and then all of that causing reduction in volume is increasing competition in the industry. And so now you've got um, fewer loans on the table um, and lenders don't have as many options in terms of how to secure those loans in their pipelines. Um, they've either got to cut costs or um, sweeten the deal in some way um, or do something to retain borrowers that cuts into their bottom line. So it's just kind of this perfect storm um, or snowball effect that's going on right now. And um, what we're seeing, um, you know, some companies are responding faster than others to this. Most of them, um, the situation they're facing on the surface, they feel they need to um, cut headcount, right? They need to find a way to reduce costs because they can't control um, their market share right now. So the first thing they've got to look at is reducing costs, and that comes down to headcount. Um, it's a terrible decision to make because CEOs of companies have to think of things like, I only want to do this once, so I have to cut quickly enough and deeply enough that my company will survive and that the people that I do keep um, don't end up in fear for their jobs and we have you know, a really bad um, environment for everyone. And worst of all, we don't want to have to come back and do this again and find out that we're not going to survive. Um, all of that is fear-driven. It's very uh, tactical and about survival mode. And the real challenge I think right now for companies is moving beyond um, the tactical uh, steps that are being driven by fear and trying to transition to being strategic and um, using this as an opportunity to remake their business, change their business model. That's a challenge. It's a mindset shift, um, but that's what inflection points typically force onto companies. Yeah, there's a lot of unsavory stories going around the industry right now about reductions in headcounts. When I think of inflection points, I almost think of that Robert Frost poem, you know, two, two paths diverged in the woods, and you, you kind of get to this fork in the road. When it comes to mortgage companies, what, what is the fork we are at? And where, what are, what are the choices for them moving forward? Yeah, um, I, think, I think the fork is actually um, what I mentioned, um, tactical versus strategic response to this inflection point. Tactical is um, trim the fat everywhere you can and um, try to hold on to every loan you can. I think the, the path less taken, because it's a little harder to do, is the strategic one. It's the one where um, you have to find a way to break free of the, the current loan-making process. Um, that's what makes, well, the current loan-making process is what makes business transformation difficult in the mortgage industry. It's a very um, linear sequential and inflexible process. And it has been that way since um, it was first invented. And it's hard to break out of it. And that means as a lender, you're, you're limited with what you can do unless you can find technology, leverage technology, that is already disrupting that process. Otherwise, you're locked into it. And there's not as much you can do maybe from a strategic um, perspective. And that's why so many people go, go the tactical route, trim the fat. When I think of inflection points, I think Netflix is actually, actually a really good example. They actually change the way we consume media. And so in the, in the mortgage industry, you're talking about leveraging technology that's already disrupting the process. Do you see kind of a seismic shift on the horizon for mortgage companies or the opportunity for something like that? I, I do. And I think the Netflix analogy is actually very appropriate for the mortgage industry 
So Netflix, they went from a company that, that rented or sold a physical asset to an online digital company, right? And um, it wasn't just a total shift for them. They actually changed their customers' behavior. Well, in the mortgage industry, um, what we're seeing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to Candor's solution because it is the one I see doing this kind of transformation, um, the Candor loan engineering system and the, our clients who are using it, they are being able to transform their business by getting out of that um, linear loan making process and making it parallel, having multiple activities um, towards um, getting the loan complete happening at the same time and moving those activities all the way up in front of the customer. So we have lenders doing extremely inventive things like they start the loan application, the loan officer runs the Candor Loan Engineering System, which is essentially like a underwriter genie in a bottle, and they get a full credit underwrite um, within minutes or hours. And now this lender has the confidence to give this borrower a good as cash uh, offer so that they can go compete in the marketplace and um, get their home. The, bar the lender is now able to hold on to this borrower, borrower so that they don't lose them. But they also have the confidence that they didn't have to wait the two to three weeks for the file to get to the human underwriter to find out if all of this was possible. Instead, they leveraged technology that was able to answer that question within hours. So it completely flips the normal process on its head. It just breaks it up. And um, that, that kind of activity lets that lender be much more competitive in the marketplace. And it's those kinds of changes that are going to help them survive the inflection point. I've had Candor as a sponsor for a long time on this podcast now. And so I've, I've seen them grow or I've seen you grow as a company. Are you seeing less reluctance, more reluctance towards, towards the product in this tough part of a market cycle? What, what, um, you know, what, what is the, the feedback you're getting and, and what's the reception been like uh, since we've seen volumes and, and margins drop off here in 2022? You know, I think um, the reactions we're getting go back to your question about the fork in the road. And it depends on um, if people's mindsets are kind of still in panic mode and survival mode versus I not just want to survive, I want to excel. So um, for more strategic uh, thinking operators, their response has been, um, you know, yes, candor is something new I'd have to introduce and I have to pay for it because you can't get the benefits of something if you don't buy it. <laughs> but it also, yeah, <laughs> we, have a, we have tremendous benefits, but you got to buy us. Um, once you buy it, it'll allow them to right size. Because one of the, one of the challenges with um, the tactical response of reducing costs and cutting headcount is, well, when the, when the volumes turn around and the industry um, comes back a little bit, now you got to rebuild your business again. And it's a, it's a cycle. It's a nasty cycle to get trapped in. So um, spending the money on candor is a way to make sure you right size now and you break out of this cycle and you don't have to do it again. Um, there are certainly folks though, looking at their numbers and their bottom line going, I just don't know that um, I can, I, they cannot yet see how they will recoup the value by adding a new expense. And that's where we typically come in and um, help them do an our ROI analysis. We actually have a lot of tools for that because um, we're not just in the business of, of trying to sell our software service. We, we're really about forming um, clients' businesses and so that they can be more robust and more successful. 
I mean, we, we really want to partner with folks and support them, not just sell to them. The technology has been disruptive since the start, but what, what's kind of the latest and greatest from Candor? What, what's new over there? What are you rolling out? What are you working on? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that, actually. So a um, couple of new different things. Um, we have um, a client dashboard that we will be rolling out very soon. It's um, getting the finishing touches on it. What it's going to do is it's going to give lenders visibility into their loan making process with Candor. It's going to help them see how they're performing, identify problems, set goals, and make changes. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, it's actually going to be one of the first offerings that's going to come out of the Candor Data and Analytics Company. And um, after we roll out this free version, which all our clients will get access to, we're going to start building our premium features, which will include things um, like predictive analytics and prescriptive analytics to help them even further boost their business. So that's a that's an exciting thing, um, and it's really driven by what the loan engineering system does. All the granular data that's collected um, every time it touches a loan, we can then use that to analyze the client's business and then help them improve. You touched on the dashboard there. How's the dashboard different than other dashboards? Or I guess also data is for more than just marketing and sales. It's it's transformative. And I think part of part of your uh, mission here is is convincing clients or potential clients of that. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah. Well, it all comes down to what kind of data you have. And um, what Candor has is data that has never been created before, didn't exist. Um, for example, when we underwrite a loan, we know every single income source down to the penny. We know if you're a wage earner, how much of your income was base salary versus overtime bonuses, commission. We need, if you have different businesses, we know whether or not they're profitable, how many of them you have. Same with your real estate portfolio. So that's just an example of the granularity of the data that we save. None of that data is really um, ever been saved before. The underwriter is aware of it, um, but it never goes into the loan file um, once the loan is closed and moves on. It's never captured anywhere. Um, some of the other things we track that are incredibly valuable is all the conditioning. So the loan conditions that the underwriter generates, I mean, they're written in human text really hard to do analytics on human text. <laughs> so what we have done is we have actually barcoded all of our conditions with something we call a smart code. And what it allows us to do is perform analytics on the lender's loan making process. And we can see things like you have certain conditions that take an unusual amount of time to clear. And there's probably something in your process that is causing that. And how can we improve it so that you can trim the time down on this one bottleneck? But um, that's the kind of detail that we have that we will be able to service to lenders that has not been available elsewhere or in other dashboards. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to having you back on the podcast to talk more about that. And uh, I enjoy this. Thank you for making the time. Thank you so much, Robbie. Always a pleasure to be here. It was a quiet start to the holiday shortened week. Markets are looking forward to Fed Chair Powell's two appearances to testify on last Friday's monetary policy report release. The Fed Fund's futures are predicting another 75 basis point hike at the July Fed meeting, which would imply about 150 basis points of tightening in the context of six weeks. 
Sure, the new home sales figures on Friday will be important, but we learned yesterday that existing home sales fell 3.4% in May, and the median sales price surpassed 400000 for the first time. Existing home sales declined for the fourth straight month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $5.41 million, as sales were down 8.6% from one year ago. At $407,600, the median existing home sale price exceeded $400,000 for the first time and represents a 14.8% increase from one year ago. The inventory of unsold existing homes rose to $1.16 million by the end of May, or the equivalent of 2.6 months at the current monthly sales pace. The key takeaway from the report is that the supply of available homes for sale remains extremely tight, yet higher mortgage rates and home price inflation are contributing to a slowdown in buyer demand, rooted in affordability pressures that are expected to persist. Today, we learned that last week, mortgage applications increased 4.2% from one week earlier, according to data from the Mortgage Bankers Association's Weekly Mortgage Application Survey. Fed speak is heavy today, including Fed Chair Powell's visit to Congress, where you will testify on the Monetary Policy Report before the Senate Banking Committee starting around 9.30 this morning. Add on Richmond's Barkin, Chicago's Evans, and Philadelphia's Harker to round out the Federal Reserve's presidents on the speaking circuit. For supply and demand fans, our Treasury will conduct an auction of $14 billion of 20-year bonds, and the New York Fed desk will be using early payoff money to buy Gini 2s for up to $482 million, 4%, and 4.5%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices, better by a quarter to 3 eighths, and the 10-year yielding 3.21 after closing SJ at 3.31%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Here's a little transcript from a consumer direct call. Quote, I purchased my home recently, about six months ago, and I'm concerned that housing prices will drop. When they do, who do I contact to get my principal lowered? Will the realtor or the bank give me a refund on the difference? Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Uh, Johnson, but it doesn't work that way. No one's will lower your principal. Oh, why not? If my house goes down, I should be refunded the difference. Thanks again to this week's podcast sponsor, Candor, AI that puts your underwriting on autopilot. Candor automates both tasks and intellect. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.